guys, you are listening to the Dynasty Fan Podcast, and I'm your host, Caleb Munoz. Today, we're going to be talking about some rookie wide receiver profiles heading into the 2022 season and kind of their outlook for the 2022 season, as well as we're going to be predicting who is our rookie wide receiver that will lead all the rookies in receptions, as well as one rookie to lead these rookie wide receivers in receiving yards for the season. We'll also be discussing a dark horse for each category, and we'll look at some extra little bonus profiles as well. So let's get into it. Before we get into it and let you know who our rookies are, we're going to be discussing how we kind of came about with this process and choosing our rookies. So we were looking at talent, obviously, right? they got to be talented, their college production, as well as the opportunity in 2022. We're looking at the team, the offense that they're playing on. Uh, are they going to be getting on the field early? Right, so kind of that snap share early on, as well as their QB play. So looking into it, guys, for our first wide receiver that we're predicting for leading these rookies in receptions was, was pretty easy for us. We're looking at Drake London. And first wide receiver off the board, definitely for a reason. 6'4", 213, so big body wide receiver. He just dominated in college, right? His, his dominator rating was 34.9% of his team's offense, so receiving yards and touchdowns. So that was in the 70th percentile. So these stats that we're going to be pulling from are all from playerprofiler.com. And looking at his college target share was 27.3%, so 83rd percentile. And definitely his breakout age was at 18.1, so 99th percentile. So was balling out at 18 already, fresh out of high school. So looking at it going into uh, next season, right? If you if you look at it, he's going to be playing with the Atlanta Falcons. So starting out with Marcus Mariota, more than likely for most of the season. But if you look at those receivers, they're just nobody there. And even if there was, he's just so dominant of a receiver that he's just going to demand targets. This is going to be the London and Pitt show there in Atlanta. So last year, Atlanta, if you look at their total team pass attempts, they were 19th in the NFL with 573 pass attempts. So I know looking at last year, they had Matt Ryan. So you can't really predict the same amount of pass attempts this season, but we can predict that they're going to be a bad football team, right? So they're going to be having to throw the ball. I think they'll still be in that range, maybe from that 18 to 22 range of total team pass attempts. They're going to be playing from behind. And then with Drake London now, really last year, they didn't have any receivers. Russell Gage, their best receiver, Cordero Patterson, Right, running back playing receiver basically. So I think this year with Pitts getting into year two, as well as now having that big body receiver, really an elite receiver with Drake London, they lost Calvin Ridley last year, which hurt them as well. So I think with Drake London in this season, I think they're going to be passing around the same amount as last year, as well as they're going to be trying to get him involved. There's really nobody there. Like I said, Kyle Pitts, definitely an elite tight end and we'll get his but looking at it they're just going to really dominate that target share it's going to be the london and Pitts show so 
pretty easy for us for that first category to have Drake London as our receptions leader. You really could put him as the yards leader, but there's no fun in that. So looking at category two, we're going to go into our receiving yards leader. So really with this, looking at the college profile of this player, we have Chris Olave, and really he wasn't even the leading receiver on his team as far as coming out in the NFL draft, but we're looking at it with the situation that he has with the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston, just the opportunity. He's going to be on the field very early. He's already uh, really much won that job, going to be starting with Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas, so we don't got to worry about Snapshare or him being on the field early. And I think he's just going to be in a great situation playing with Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, playing underneath, right, and him being able to just take the top off the defense. And with him paired with Jameis Winston, we've already seen a lot of just bombs, right, 60-yard touchdowns in practice. I know it's practice, but it's still – really telling, I think, of what's going to happen and what could be very easily each week, right? I think he's just going to have big play upside each week, and it's just going to be a matter of time where he just starts making these big plays in that New Orleans Saints offense. Like I said, with Thomas and Landry just really uh, commanding a lot of attention, I think it's just going to be the perfect storm for him to just come in and have some big plays right away. So Garrett Wilson and Olave went back-to-back -back in the NFL draft. That picks 10 for Garrett Wilson and 11 for Olave. But looking into it, they were very, very similar in, in college, right? Both, both six foot 185, right, for Olave. Uh, Wilson, six foot 184. Both ran pretty much the same 40, 439, 40 for Olave and 438 for Wilson. So both really can can just speedsters, they can fly. Also, if you look at their target share, both were pretty much 26%. Olave was 26%, Garrett Wilson 26.3%. So eerily similar. And then if you look at their college dominator rating, so this is a percentage of their total team offense that they accounted for. Garrett Wilson was 29.4%, and Chris Olave a little bit more with 31.8%. And then if we look at their college production, Chris Olave had 65 receptions for 936 yards and 13 touchdowns with 14.4 14 yards per reception. Garrett Wilson, 70 receptions for 1,058 yards, 12 touchdowns with 15.1 yards per reception. So even though Garrett Wilson outplayed him a little bit this season, I still just like the fit and the pairing with Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints. Garrett Wilson, I still think, is going to have a really good season. I think he's actually undervalued right now uh, in drafts. But just with Zach Wilson, just the uncertainty of that Jets offense, they lost a big loss with Makai Becton this season, so going to be out for the season. So I'm just a little bit leery about the Jets and their offense overall, and I just like the pairing of – Chris Olave and that New Orleans Saints team with Jameis Winston. So now moving on, if I were going to choose a receiving yards leader, 
right? If besides Drake London, who could very well lead in both. We're going to go ahead and go with, and I think this for our dark horse, he could be a dark horse for receptions and receiving yards. So looking at for our dark horse for receptions, I'm going to have to go with Jahan Dotson. Now, I think this year, Jahan Dotson is probably the most undervalued rookie wide receiver this season. So if you look at what he did this past season, he had 91 receptions, 1,182 yards, and 12 touchdowns for 13 yards per reception. So a great season at Penn State. And his college dominating, so he accounted for 44.3% of its, his team's production. That was the 91st first percentile. And his college target share was 32.5%, which is in the 96th percentile. So just dominated there at Penn State. And right now, he was the wide receiver 16 off the board in the NFL draft. So really good draft capital, ran a 4-4-3. So he's got the speed. And right now he's going after Jalen Tolbert in redraft leagues, which I like Jalen Tolbert. But Jalen Tolbert goes pick 119 on underdog right now. Jahan Dotson goes a round or two later at pick 137. So to me, that is just crazy and insane. So he has a great profile. I know Tolbert's going to be with the Cowboys, and a lot of people are liking that. You know, we had news today that we've had news that Gallup's been running routes and looking good. Now we had the news break today that Gallup's not going to be on the pup. So I do like Jalen Tolbert, but now really with you were hoping that he was going to be like Michael Gallup, right, in that Cowboys offense. And right now, basically, you could just draft Jahan Dotson, which has a better rookie profile, right? Better college production, as well as he's going to have a better draft capital. So he's just a better, safer play, in my opinion. And then you could still get Michael Gallup, who goes after Jalen Tolbert, which is weird. So you could pretty much get Jahan Dotson, right? Which is that better rookie profile, and then still get Michael Gallup. Because when you're drafting Jalen Tolbert, you're pretty much drafting him in hopes that he could be that Michael Gallup, right? And fill that Michael Gallup role. You might as well get somebody with a better profile and then you can still draft the Michael Gallup, right? Who you're trying to pretty much hope that Jalen Tolbert turns into. So for Jahan Dotson, I think he can really get a lot of receptions there with the Washington Commanders. I know they have Terry McLaurin, but right now in college, Jahan Dotson lined up on the inside, on the outside. And the news is right now that they're doing that same thing with him, with the Washington Commanders. So I think with him and Wentz, I think that he could be Wentz safety blanket kind of underneath. We know Wentz does like to target that, you know, middle of the field with those tight ends, as we've seen in the past with Zach Ertz, as well as Dallas Goddard. So right now, the Commanders, really, they lost their Logan Thomas, right, with the ACL injury. They really haven't filled that spot. So I think that Jahan Dotson could be really good. We've had uh, Curtis Samuels coming back, but he's kind of been inconsistent with his play as well as been suffering from some different injuries. So I just really like Jahan Dotson this year. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And I think he's just criminally undervalued right now in your drafts. So Jahan Dotson is our dark horse to, our dark horse rookie wide receiver to lead in reception. So now looking at our dark horse, 
for total receiving yards behind Chris Olave, which was our first pick. This is really not a dark horse. This is more so like a 1A, 1B, and it's really only because of the early season production. That's where I think he's going to get behind on Chris Olave. So really the profile is just outstanding. He's an elite talent, but it's just that opportunity early on is what worries me. But our not-so-dark horse wide receiver to lead in re the receiving yards is going to be Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, 6'2", 224 from Arkansas, runs a 4.55, five, but his dominator rating was 45.9% of his offense, so 93rd percentile. Also, his target share was 31.3%, which is in the 93rd percentile. And Burks' college stats were just ridiculous. 66 receptions, so pretty much the same amount of receptions as Alave, but 1,104 yards, 11 touchdowns. So that's an average of 16.7 yards per reception. So for reference, that's pretty much the same amount of yard of receptions as Alave, but 168 more yards despite only having one more reception. So Burks is another player that is just really undervalued right now. He's falling in drafts. He was around round seven now. I actually got him around round nine. It was a 10 team, but still round eight is where he was going in 12 teams. Now he's slipping almost to round nine. So I think he's really undervalued. I think some of this stuff is just getting overblown. He's had some stuff with the training with the asthma early on that kind of lowered, had some red flags for some people. They were worried about the stamina, the endurance, as well as now in preseason, he had that first preseason game where he played into the fourth quarter and didn't have a, have one reception. He was 0 for 1, I believe. But really looking into it, he's just an elite profile. He's an elite athlete. I don't have any worries for Traylon Burks. My only worry, it's not even a worry, but I just think that he might start out slow. Right, right now, they've been having him not going with the first team, and even Kyle Phillips has been going ahead of him sometimes. And I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think they're just trying to get him into shape. But my only concern, I think, where Alave could beat him out on the total receiving yards is because Traylon Burke starts out slow. So the only concern for me is really the snap share early on. But once the man gets on the field, if you look at that preseason game, guys, I only saw the first preseason game. And pretty much it was Malik Willis in there with him. And Malik Willis just did not see him early on. Burks was getting open early and often. And Malik just kind of would scramble a little bit and play would just kind of break up after that. But really, it was not Burks' fault at all. If you look at that game film, Burks was pretty much open almost every route he ran. So he looked really impressive to me. Um, early on at first, if you just look at the box score, of course, it is concerning. But remember, he's playing with second and third string quarterbacks. But I think with him and Ryan Tannehill, I think you're going to see some magic happen pretty soon. So if he can start getting that snap share up, I think those first four games, he's going to be a little bit lower in the snap share. But once that goes up, he could very well catch Alave uh, with his receiving yards. And he's going to be just one of those dominant receivers. I'm not worried about Burks at all. I think in dynasty leagues, if you could try and trade for him early on in those first three weeks, you just got to hope that he doesn't pop. Because even if you look at uh, A.J. Brown, if you look at A.J. Brown in his rookie season, his snap share to start 
week one was 43%, then it was 45%, then 50%, then 43%. And then it was a couple of games in the 60%. And then his first game was not till week 10, where he got into 94%. Week 12 was 70%. So really those first eight weeks, he was really playing under 70% of the snaps. That's AJ Brown. And in those first four weeks, he had 40%, 45%, 50%, 43%. So really less than 50% snap share in those first four games. But he did pop off even despite that. He had a three for three targets that week four, and he really just exploded. Had two touchdowns that game that he just took to the house. So 24 points. And that's really what you're hoping does not happen with Burks. If you're trying to acquire him in Dynasty, I think his price would be cheaper right now. I think even early on in the season, if you're going to try to get him, you just want to hope that he does not pop because he could do that. If, even in limited snap share, I think he's just got, he's an elite athlete, an elite talent, got big playability and him and Tano, I think he can make some big plays there. So if you're going to try to buy low in those first four weeks, as if we're predicting his snap share is low, we're just going to basically cross our fingers and hope he doesn't make too many big plays because then you're not going to be getting him for cheap. His price is definitely going to go up once he makes really one big play, which could happen at any play, even with that low snap share. So definitely if you want to try to get Burks those first few weeks of the season, I would definitely try to do so if you can acquire him now. If your manager, if the fantasy manager in your league is worried about Burks, you get any one of that, I would definitely try to grab him. I'd be fine giving up a 23 first, right, if you're – a contending team, if you can get him for a 23 first, and even if it was a little player that you had to add on top, I would be definitely fine doing so. So one bonus player that I want to talk about really is just George Pickens. I know he's shown some good stuff in, in, in preseason early on. So I definitely am a fan of George Pickens. I just not a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers and that offense. I think he's super talented, but if you look at his, his profile, right? Even in college, he's just, he's missed some games. It's really inconsistent and incomplete in my opinion. So one of my worries is just the injury history on top of also that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Like last year, they were fourth in total team pass attempts. I just do not see that as the case with uh, Trubisky at the quarterback. And I do like Pickett. I think we'll see Pickett there pretty soon. The only thing is that I think it's going to just take time for that rookie to come in and get chemistry as well as that team to just be clicking. I think they're going to lean heavily on Najee and the run game. And even there, even that is just going to be suspect too, because their offensive line is not very good at all. So I'm just not in on the Pittsburgh Steelers, I guess, as far as their rookie receiver, I definitely love uh, Deontay Johnson I think he's just he's uh, very undervalued as well it's just he's very nearly wide receiver in my opinion he gets open he just gets the job done day in and day out so I really like Deontay especially uh, Deontay Johnson especially in round four of the drafts but just for George Pickens I think he's going to have a decent year I'm just kind of worried about the overall offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as just that profile, like I said, just that injury history. So I want to see him do it for a season and see how that Pittsburgh Steelers team looks. But he's definitely going to be interesting to watch. I'm excited about him this season and what he could do, but I'm just not going to put him in that category yet. 
I know also Sky Moore. I know right now he's like running with the second and third team. He's like the fifth wide receiver right now. And, and this could definitely change. This is just as far as right now, what with the information that we know right now, these are my selections. This could obviously change. And if we were talking about the back half of the season, Sky Moore would definitely be in the conversation. But for right now, with what we know based off of training camp and these first two preseason weeks, this is what I have for you. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And thank you guys for listening in and we'll catch you next time.